Hello everybody and welcome back to the new and improved podcast from BDB, now labelled B2B Nav. We have with us this week, we have our Executive Creative Director, John Halliwell. Hello. Um, and we have our Head of Technology, Ollie Brewood. Hello. Uh, so, welcome back. We've had a bit of a break while we've been on various international travel duties, uh, supporting clients at various exhibitions and events uh, across Europe and uh, the US. And for our first topic back this week, we wanted to discuss the, the power of integration, I'm going to call it. Um, and to give some reference for the listeners, what we're talking about here is, I would say, the move, particularly in the agency and the Marcon's consultancy scene, back towards integrated services. So I think if you were to rewind 20 years, um, and this has happened across professional services and across a lot of different sectors, I guess, everybody was a master of everything originally. And then over time, as services and technology evolved, people became more specialised outfits and specialised agencies, thinking of things like SEO, EPC, web development agencies, PR agencies, um, and people were very big to selling the merits of being a specialist in those areas, as opposed to being uh, a jack of all trades, I guess if that's one way you could describe it. And then now you see more and more consolidation in the marketplace, which is what we see, where people are coming back together um, to deliver integrated services. Um, and we're seeing that particularly with people like Accenture and Deloitte consuming various agencies and communications consultancies to basically in-house um, that marketing and communications aspect back into the mix. Uh, I guess it's worth referencing from BDB's perspective, we've weathered the storm and always been integrated. So uh, yes, we have a bias around this table, uh, but coming from different agencies and different backgrounds, I think there's enough uh, knowledge and experience around the table to kind of open up that dialogue. So I'm going to come to you first, John. Okay. Because you've, you've got the most experience, probably. Um, what's, your, what's your take on it, I guess, at a high level to start with? What's your... Um, I think, and this is probably somewhat controversial, I don't actually think you get integrated services and integrated agencies. What you get is a set of disciplines that are brought together and it's the team that's integrated. Okay. And if people start thinking about it that way, mm -hmm. it becomes much more interesting because once you integrate the skills of the individuals, yep. you start to create a single unified solution and you don't have multiple agendas from multiple departments. Yep. You start to have something that's actually focused on what the client wants rather than what the agency wants. Yeah, and I guess that comes back to the conversations we've been having recently about making sure we're building client teams for skills yeah. rather than capacity yeah. or individuals or personality or profile or whatever it may be. Yeah, and that um, integration comes through the people and how they interact and how they bring multiple skills together rather than yeah. saying, I want SEO and I want some social and I want some PR. Yeah. That doesn't work. What works is when you get a team together with a single problem to yeah. solve and they each bring things to it and you collectively define the solution rather than letting the tail wag the dog by service. And I guess the, the challenge there as an agency owner from, from my perspective is when you're hiring for those skills and trying to bring those skills into your team, have you got enough throughput of work? Have you got enough volume yeah. to support those skills, Individual skill tasks, sets, if that yeah. makes sense as well? Yes, yeah, so that's always, always a consideration alongside that. I suppose that's where, and it, I suppose it's where the generalist versus specialist kind of filters down. 
you need to start looking for people with range yeah who can build beyond one core skill that they're absolutely excellent at sure. they need to have a broader appreciation of multiple skills so that they can work with so for example i don't know half the stuff ollie knows about digital yeah but i think i've got a broad enough awareness mm-hmm. of it that I can have a conversation with and appreciate yeah. the need for a website to be a certain way for from a search perspective, from a user experience perspective. And then flexing the expertise. Yeah. And I think that's what you need. You need these people who have got this kind of broader outlook on life rather than yeah. I am an I am the SEO guy. Yeah. And that's all I do. And I love SEO. And on that note, because I guess linked to, to you said you tend to see more silo based specialist agencies these days, particularly in the digital yeah. spec, digital arena. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your top level take on it? Um, I, can, I can see why they exist. I think I'd say there's room for everyone. Yeah. And it really depends very much on, for, from the agency perspective, what kind of agency they want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, I know agencies that are specialists purely because that's their skill set and they don't want to grow to be like offering lots of services, going out of their comfort zone. They know in this particular case, LinkedIn advertising, so they don't want to go out there and, and explore all the different um, channels when they know that's a core skill set and they're happy running that focused agency. Mm-hmm. From a client perspective, some clients uh, will have a larger marketing team, they're really on the ball, but they might not have uh, somebody that knows SEO in-house. Yeah. So from that point of view, they can manage everything. They just need somebody with that technical skill to carry out a particular project or um, set period, a set piece of work for a period of time um, but they're happy managing everything else. So from that point of view, it makes sense to have that one person with a specialist, I suppose, helping out. A lot of our clients are in a position where, despite the fact that they um, are very large companies, don't have a huge marketing team. Mm-hmm. So they are very much more dependent on us to, to bring in that much wider array of, of skills. Yeah. Um, if, they were, if they were going specialist, I would say it would probably be a lot harder for them because they'd be managing 20-plus agency relationships instead of one agency relationship where sure. we sit in the middle almost like a hub um, to, to bring them all those all that skills and capabilities. Because I guess the small opportunities are quite directional and quite linear and you can be quite prescriptive with it. I think the, the problems that we see in, that, in those scenarios with clients when they come to us for integration or for integrated thinking. It's bigger gnarlier problems, isn't it? Yeah, because I think, I think the problems that we see regularly and thinking about the, the meeting I was in last week in Rotterdam, where they've worked with specialist agencies and I use the term loosely because I mean I mean more siloed agencies in terms of what they do mm-hmm. but in terms of where they've worked with them but that integrated thinking hasn't been there so they're not giving consideration to the brand the messaging the target audience multiple the team, agencies the multiple agendas stuff, isn't it yeah all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff where they go in and they deliver an SEO strategy which might be to put frequently asked questions on your homepage that, that will work for SEO that will work but will it work for the brand does it, for the does proposition it does it tie I'm in saying, with what customers are looking for so it, dep- it depends on the object i think that's <coughs> the biggest problem as well is you think or well, i always look at integration as a kind of a more strategic consultative kind of part of the journey because yeah. you have to think about every moving part yeah and when you start dealing with specialist agencies and it's not always the case but they no, no. tend to be more functional more do orientated yeah. more reactive to I have this need, please resolve it, rather they have a need, don't they, to prove their return on investment on their activity. Yeah. So yeah, that's all they're obsessed with. So if, if I'm going to, I'll keep coming back to SEO, but that's only because it's just an easy one to pick yeah. out. But an SEO agency, if you appoint an SEO agency, they want to prove their worth and their return on investment on that SEO. 
at any cost, yeah. arguably. Hmm. I'd agree with that. Um, in theory, that should work, but could that be bud- could that budget be used better elsewhere? Even if that SEO is returning, yeah. should they be using that on a different channel instead, whether it's digital or something else that could be potentially returning better? That agency, even if they deliver a great and a great campaign that returns um, a new investment to a level that you're happy with, could it be doing better elsewhere? That SEO agency won't recognise that. Um, they won't know it. I mean, SEO is an easy one to pick on because it's always at the beginning of the buying cycle. You just don't know. Got a couple of others we can pick on as well. I'm sure you will, right? But you know what I mean? It's like it's that. It's so far. I'm not defending it either. I just think it's kind of it supports your point of they've just got an agenda of whether it's impressions, whether it's yeah. page views. They're not thinking beyond that point to okay, I've got this person kind of interested. Yeah. What next? How do I now? take yeah. that conversation one stage further whereas I think the power of integrate, an integrated agency or someone who's looking at it more holistically and strategically is they'll think okay point one bait hook yeah. point two catch fish now what yeah. get fish out of water yeah. and do something with it rather than leave fish on hook in water the other two examples that we see continually I think is websites mm-hmm and exhibition stands at the minute because that's very poignant for us because we've got lots of opportunities in those areas. But with the exhibition stand side of things, so a client that would go to a stand designer, yeah, which probably does design and build, probably. But sometimes it can be sort of stand designer, stand builder, and the stand builder goes and delivers that stand for them and they'll design it because they want something loosely that's based on last year, pretty much, I would say, yeah. most of the time. Well, they'll use the brand guidelines. It'll be vanilla. It will probably be quite white it'll probably be quite blue and it'll kind of follow a theme but the test there for that exhibition stand builder is is that stand built on time is it yeah. working is it operational within budget and does the coffee machine work exactly mm-hmm. exactly no, but that, that, they're the practicality of the stand it's important. if your stand isn't there on stand day you've got a problem yeah but they're not thinking before during after what happens how do i get people on stand not yeah. their problem they don't care are they mm-hmm. trying to get people on stand that's no. what it's, it's so not not the objectives doesn't it though yeah yeah Which, and then afterwards, what do I do with all the people that were on stand during those four or five, whatever, how many days of the event? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not my problem. My problem now is get it struck, get the strike down done, get all the my kit, not working. Yeah, get all my <laughs> kit back to my storeroom and build my next stand. I don't really care about the marketing return of that exhibition. Mm-hmm. Whereas the integrated agency has got that holistic view and thinks overall doesn't necessarily have to take responsibility for the stand build no doesn't necessarily have to take responsibility for stand design Mm -hmm. but it's thinking and fitting it into this longer term Mm -hmm. jigsaw puzzle yeah sure and from a web development agency point of view that doesn't mean you're not going to get the best website you could have possibly got because they could well deliver that if they take the time to understand your business and and really Mm. make sure that you're getting the website you need then yes you could very well end up with the best site you would you could have possibly got but during that process, you're not being, or not necessarily being consulted in terms of what else you could be doing, what else could be going on after the website, how can it be communicated, which could end up feeding back into extra things that you do. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just focused on doing that I mean, one aspect. Yeah. I think it's important to stress there's good and bad examples of this. So you can, yeah. get, a, yeah. you can get a great web development agency that will... Will interrogate the that brief will interrogate properly. The brief properly. That will go those extra steps. So we're not we're not kicking anybody here. It's just an observation that we see quite often and quite commonly applied across our clients. I think because they're seen as easy, self-contained projects, aren't they? That's you see more, things you, you can pick out and go. In those spaces, don't you? So. We've got a shitty website. Let's rebuild it. Yeah. We've got a stand we need. That's a 
single use project yeah. rather than part of a longer term sort but of I also, strategy. I also think in the agency, so you end in the in the siloed specialist agencies, you end up with everybody's got opinions. I think don't think we're short of those in the creative space, but in the sense of those opinions that have been offered aren't necessarily expert opinions. So by that, I mean, there might be an expert developer, an expert uh, web builder, front end, back end, whatever, and they'll comment on brand and they'll comment on uh, copy and they'll comment on things like that. But then they're not experts in that. They might not know the why behind it either. That's the thing, you know, when you do get thrown, like parachuted into either save the day or handle a single project, you'll typically, a specialist agent will be handed a set of brand guidelines the incumbent agency will be sat on the side sniping. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work. It's self-defeating in terms of getting the best out of people. So I think if you are you know, a lead agency working with specialists, you've got to be open. You've, yeah, got yeah, to kind, you've kind of got to be more... Yeah. Hum, have your more humility to actually work with But I think you do accept. at times in a full-service agency because you have that depth of talent and expertise to lean back on. Like you said, right at the start. So in the sense of if... I don't know if Ollie's in a conversation it starts taking a brand a brand uh, direction I'll run away <laughs> yeah. and I'll get John no you know you, you know you can hold that like John said for the day that's what John said earlier you know you can hold your own conversation around it you've got enough awareness to, to open a dialogue around it and you also know when to when to call in the experts when you need them and I think in a lot of this, the, the silo specialist agencies they just don't have that depth of team yeah. so they end up offering the advice themselves maybe or which even creates even further issues of introducing another person around the table, which might be another a brand agency working with a web agency, working with a, a, a content yeah. copy agency, working with a whatever, you know, it goes on and on and on. And then suddenly you've got four or five people around the table, mm. all the strong opinions are getting their own areas. And that for the client from a client's perspective, I think, doesn't lead to great client service because no. even if they're working as the most cohesive team ever, it's not it's not that same entity with that same goal and that same yeah. purpose. I think it's, weird. it's like if you think flip it from the client's perspective, you know, I can I can absolutely get the whole I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket argument. But equally I don't Can you? I don't know what that Yeah, I can you know, spread risk, isn't it? If one agency goes bump or yeah. you have an issue with one f- part of your comms process, it's easy to cut that one out and move on. Mm. But the flip side of that is you'll never get that truly kind of integrated depth of knowledge that working with a single partner over a long period of time. And, you know, we as an agency are blessed with having clients who have been with us for 10 plus years on retained relationships. So we get to know them. We know them as well as they know themselves, hopefully. And that gives us an ability to advise and counsel and give them more than just a reactive service of, you want this, we can say, yeah, absolutely, we can deliver that, but also we can fit it into a a, deep, a wider plan because we understand what your objectives are over a longer period of time. Can I try throwing a really random analogy at the... Please do. Let me know if it works or not. But I was reading You'll the other... You'll know the edit. So I was reading the other day about Adam Smith, who was an 18th century philosopher who um, was talking about capitalism. And it's basically saying that if everybody... Capitalism basically encourages everybody to do their best. So it's... People will go to the, the same baker again and again because they're working hard to make the best bread so that you buy more of their bread so you're getting on going service there, same for the, for the butcher. But then who's making sandwiches? 
somebody's got to tie it all together. So by, by being involved in, in multiple areas, you get to, to tie things together and create something truly amazing. Everybody loves a sandwich. Yeah. 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 Do you know where you're heading there? In-house. That's, that's the, uh, well, the next stage there, isn't it? Flipping the conversation, I guess, because that's one of the things I wanted to touch on today. Was, I, I, we've, we've been quite agency-focused so far, I guess, you know, so from the perspective of the, the service provider. From a client's perspective, how do you encourage integration across your own business? Because this, I appreciate, we might have to talk about scale of client to start mm. with. Are you a owner-managed entrepreneurial SME UK-based? Are you a global business yeah. with teams spread across the world? But I think one of the things we do see across a lot of our clients is not a lack of integration, but a difficulty with integrating. The I think it's elements. the acceptance of it. It's, it's kind of like, I suppose, if, if as an agency you're introduced to a client through a specific contact, yeah. then you, you kind of are wedded to that individual. Yeah. And you've already got that problem of, well, that's not my guy, or yeah. Yeah. prove yourself, rather than that, okay, let's work on this together. So there's always kind of that, stand back with the large but even within their own teams sometimes with clients of a certain scale you've got so many different stakeholders you've got so many different areas being owned by so digital might be one arm of their marketing team sat in Europe mm -hmm. and you could have I don't know the tech team sat in the US or whatever it is we actually had a similar example I won't name the client but we were working with the comms team there and we were working on an SEO project in that case um, but then when it came to actually implementing it it was going to be implemented by their in-house digital team who had no idea who we were, didn't know we existed and didn't know what we were doing. So there's a bit of an issue there just from the point of view of it's not helping result in a in a in the outcome that will work best for them because yeah. you're not talking to each other and things aren't working together. Mm. And is it, is it as simple as better communication can fix that kind of thing or are there any kind of tips, tricks, best practice that you guys have seen over the years to encourage that kind mm. of cohesive integration at a client side? I suppose it starts with the brand plan, the annual brand planning, doesn't it? You know, yeah. bringing everyone in rather than starting on high and just letting it drip down. It's yeah. kind of give everyone an invested interest in that plan and an ability to contribute to it. So you need a lot and of, I mean, of and including the agency. So, where it's so from my experience, where it works best is when we are sat around the table with the client as equals, sure. and a problem is put in the middle of whether that problem is we want to increase market share, we want to stop attrition, we want to launch this product in the next one, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's in the center. And you just speak openly about it and work together rather than agency meets client and client says, I want this, 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 and this yeah. over yeah. the next 12 months, please. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really work. It works, you know, it, it'll happen, but you don't get the benefit, you know. You pay an agency for a reason, yeah. so utilise them and get the best. I'd say not getting it if you don't have the agency involved initially, then it probably lends itself more to having specialist agencies in, in a way. Yeah, it's that reactive, view, proactive. I know I need yeah. this service to, to help in this area that we've already planned out, so I'll just pass out SEO as it's our yeah. two examples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if you want, yeah, and I think <laughs> the issue you've got there is with specialist agencies, you do tend to pay a premium because they're specialist. In a certain field. So we won't pick that one. Do you think they are specialists? I, th I, th I think with any of this, it depends on the agency. You're going to get mm. examples of integrated agencies that are terrible, mm. and you're going to get specialist agencies. I know I've worked with some of them that just don't deliver what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I think it really comes down to. to I think it's the honesty of the individuals in that agency. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I've come across plenty of brand specialists yeah. that yeah. are not 
It's probably down a Jedi guru. Yeah, yeah it's prompt print in, in a different hat. Thankfully, I don't think it happens so much anymore, but there's so many, uh, you'll have all heard about SEO agencies in the past that have got a really bad rap. I'd say late 2009 yeah. sort of era. That's really specific, but like somewhere between 2005, 2010, you had a lot of people doing sort of black hat, grey hat stuff that was eventually, as Google and other such engines started updating them, started having knock on effects with clients and yeah. things like that. But um, I think that kind of led to a kind of a bit of a bad rep, mm. bad rap. But there were quite a few agencies cutting corners to get that, that kind of short term result. Yeah. So I guess we get, regardless of your agency choice, regardless of your partner choice, Integration is what we're encouraging here, isn't it? Yeah. The different I think it's the people, people thinking. integration, and it, yeah. if you can find, as an or as a client, you know, you, if you can find an agency that mirrors the way that you work and integrate as a business, yeah. that will work better for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know you don't want an agency coming in and saying, "Well, we do this, 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 and this," and then you meet five different sets of people for each function. No, but it truly is delivering a top-down business planning approach isn't it I guess mm -hmm. is what I'm really saying here because we see a lot of clients where it fails badly yeah. where they go too territory specific and I want to say bottom up but literally they do start with the tactic that they do every year um, and then whatever fix, it may yeah. be and they spend the budget on that tactic in the individual territories and that whole integrated thinking piece that they all sat there in a sales and marketing kind of day or forum or whatever it may be most, most companies tend to do this I think getting the sales and marketing teams together annually to kind of discuss these kind of topics it's just is it a waste of time, frankly, because by the time they've left that room on the day, they're going to go back to doing the individual yeah. tactics. They always work. And you have that ongoing contact. Yeah. Particularly for the integrations being driven client side, mm. then you definitely need them to have regular ongoing meetings yeah. with genuine purpose and, and buy-in to make sure that they actually know why they're doing Which it. Which does come down to the tone at the top of the business that doesn't know who's driving it, who's owning that agenda. Because if that isn't a priority, it won't happen, no. will it? it I, think it's, I think people avoid integration because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to get everyone in a room focused on the same thing at the same time. It's like herding cats. Yeah. Whereas it's really easy to go, oh, shit, I need to do something. I need to spend that chunk of change or I need to show some uplifting yeah. visitors. I'm just going to throw money at LinkedIn or SEO. Yeah. I'll get a short shot on the arm. I'll hit my objective, job done. Yeah. But it won't have a... Like that's why I think it takes that tone at the top, though, to, to understand that, to unpick that, and to set, set the strategy right from the outset, the integrated strategy, so you can actually genuinely deliver on those business goals, yeah. as opposed to wanting to spend your marketing budget so you can yeah. get the same thing next year, or wanting to look like you've had a little bit of... So I think that's why marketing yeah. ends up getting a bad rap, particularly around <laughs> salespeople, because you spend a lot of time doing a lot of things and spending a lot of money, and you don't always have something tangible to show for it. And that's usually because you've not set yourself up yeah. to have something to show for it. And we'll, we'll, I guarantee we'll talk about this again because we always end up coming back to this. But that integration, you're right, sales and marketing, that's yeah. the, the key one. You know, and that's these, client, these kind of planning meetings which work really well, where you do have sales and you do have marketing in the same room because you can almost guarantee that what marketing wants to achieve and what sales want to achieve are diametrically opposed yeah. in terms of the way they articulate it. But everyone just wants to sell more stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to kind of, I guess, marshal those two kind of opposing forces into some sort of coalition. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think we are running out of time. So shall we go down the route of key takeaways, Ollie? Have you got anything, key thoughts on this matter? Uh, I'll just reiterate that last point, which is whether, whether you're... <laughs> <laughs> great sandwiches, just focus on great sandwiches. 
whether you're, no, whether you're, you're the one putting those ingredients together or whether it's being done by, by your favourite sandwich maker. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure somebody's putting those ingredients together. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even sure I can follow that. <laughs> I don't I, think I suppose, to follow. I suppose, yeah, that's important, but you also need someone that understands how to blend the flavours and put the special sauce on top, oh, carrying yeah. the analogy on. And a specialist <laughs> will only, you know, I don't always want mayo on my sandwiches. Mm. I might want a little bit of chive or some cheese on that. So wow. you need a broader outlook, We've don't you? full subway chain. Yeah. Well, it's nearly lunchtime. So definitely food on the brain here. Never, never, I want to move away from food. I think for me, never podcast when you're hungry. It would, it would definitely come down to qualifying your supplier at the most basic level. So regardless of whether they are a specialist or regardless of whether they're integrated or full service or however they describe themselves, take those reference points, qualify them, see who they work with, see the longevity of the relationships, the quality of the work that they produce. Because regardless of what they are there's good and bad available in the marketplace is what mm, I would say. Yeah. Um, so choosing the right thing and engaging with those right individuals and make sure is absolutely blends critical. with you as a business. I think, yeah. you know, while we're, you know, I think we've got a vested interest in being an integrated agency that we know integration is, for, for us it works really well, but absolutely. also equally, you might be the type of organisation that it's not going to work for you. Sure. And yeah. actually if you are that sort of kind of, I guess, of the moment, not thinking long term, you just need shots in the up. Sometimes, yeah. you know, don't waste your time and another agency's time. Look for what is right for what you need to achieve. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. So thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode of the first new episode of B2B Nav. Um, you can find us on all the main uh, podcast uh, platforms. Um, why have we called it B2B Nav? Because ultimately we're trying to help our clients and prospects navigate the uh, ever-changing B2B marketing landscape. Um, you can find complimentary content on our um, content hub, which is www.b2bknowledge.com. Um, that's right, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I that off quite nicely. Um, have a check out on there. We've got, I think, seven editions on there so far, plenty of blog content. Um, and yeah, if you've got any ideas or any content, uh, please feel free to comment. And uh, we'll be back on with a weekly release. Until, next we all, week, until we all go missing again. So um, <laughs> thanks very much, everybody, and speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye bye.